bass lines. Just the bass. I'm Adam Annis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It Podcast. Advice and inspiration for music and life coming at you. You know I love the new tagline. You know it. I love it too. I'm still having to read it, which is a little embarrassing, but it's it's going to be coming off of my silver tongue uh, shortly. We you know what else is coming at us today is our sponsor, MuseScore. MuseScores. We love MuseScore around here. Not only is it by far the best free music notation software that you can get right now, but they also have this huge score library yes. uh, at MuseScore.com. 20,000 new scores uploaded every month. And you'll hear it, listeners, can save 65%. Just follow the link below and save 65% off of a pro MuseScore subscription. Unbelievable. It's if you want to go pro. You can come in at the free level to yeah. check it out. That's right. And the notation program available for all the platforms yep. is wonderful. And totally it's free. free. Yeah. And don't be fooled by the free part because it is not... Uh, a bloated piece of crap like there are some other things sorry should i not have said that my well, bad no i mean you say what am you i want, allowed man. to tell the truth yeah no, we've been recommending muse, muse score here at open studio for years so yeah. there's no there's no secrets there that we but love. a lot of times folks think oh it's free it's lower quality this is a quality piece of um software and it's a great way to get into the notation game without getting with these huge bloated programs yeah, yeah. and then you get the community uh, side of it, you know, through the sheet, sheet music and the pro account. If you want to go there, yeah. it's a free download to get started. And you can look at, you know, I was looking up some monk uh, scores, and a bunch of people in the community have contributed, just even some of the obscure monk tunes, really good quality um, arrangements and transcriptions and stuff. It's just a great meeting place. That's right. So follow the link below for your 65% discount on musescore.com, the pro subscription. Check it out. Yep. Today, yes, we're going low. They go high, low. we go low. That's right. We go way low. Wait, wait I, don't, I don't know. And that's... it's all about the bass. It is all about Line. the bass. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, this is exciting because uh, we both like to play bass lines. We like bass players. We like listening to the bass. Yeah. And I think that this, you know. Steady Eddies bass players are. Ex- you know Steady Eddies. You know? Steady Eddies. They're, they're, they're great. Um, but I think this is important, certainly for pianists, but you know, we're always talking about horn players, guitar players, vocalists, drummers. It doesn't matter what you play. You want to be getting some piano together or some guitar maybe so that you can really work out your harmonic concepts. And sometimes folks will overlook learning bass lines because they're like, I've got a great bass player I play with. Well, this is the thing. Even if you're playing with Christian McBride or Ron Carter every night, you still want to learn bass lines because you want to know how to play with them. Yeah. You know, just like you want to learn. If you want to play with a great drummer, learn how to at least ding, 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 and get that high hit, a little backbeat. What it feels like to do that enhances the experience uh, of playing with great bass players or drummers or whatever so much. You know what to play when they're playing what they're doing. And then we're in so many solo situations where we need to draw at least elements of this, even if we're not straight up walking a bass line all the time. Oh, yeah. This is completely practical for every pianist to learn a little bit of how to create some bass lines. So let's talk about sort of the major points that we're going to talk about here. That's okay. the two feel, yeah. right? The walking bass line. Yeah. And then we'll get into some other grooves, maybe some bassa, maybe some funk, stuff like that. Okay. But really, uh, it all starts for me, and I don't know how you feel about this, although I think I do. It starts with the two feel. And yes. what do we mean by the two feel? We, we mean that half note feel, right? Big, beautiful half notes is how our buddy Ruben Rogers describes the, the two feel, right? So yes. it's, it's not a one, two, three, four... 
This is the walking four feel, right? The half note feel or the two feel is more like one, two, three, four. This is mm. the this is the basis, pun intended, for all of jazz. Actually, like that entire swing feel, the four feel came after the two feel. The two Are you feel saying that first. you're going to want to base everything you do above and beyond that based upon? Okay, that I'm was... saying they go low, we go high. No, no, <laughs> no. no. Uh, so no, this is based. If if you can kind of like get a good two feel together, yes, I think it's easier than to do walking bass lines. It's easier to get some stride things together. Like the two feel really is the basis of that. But I want you to consider, first of all, dear listener, that uh, what we don't want with the two feel to start is this. Ooh, no bueno. That's not how it feels, right? Big, that makes beautiful. Me play like that. That's right. You, you forced me to do that. Big, beautiful half notes. So nice, like three. Um, So even before we go, like, what are my note choices? Just, like, know that connected half notes, right? Yep. Not not a quarter note and a quarter rest, but connected half notes are really the foundation of everything we're doing. Right. And, you know, the first time you played before you did the funny boom, boom, but the very first one, which is a little bit more kind of medium up, mm-hmm. um, I was starting to clap. And, and what this is is the way you were playing this, and this is the way we're encouraging everybody to hear it, and then to play it and to practice it and to interact with this great two feel is there's an implication as we play these simple half notes of the backbeat That's of right. the two and four actually. So if and, and really you don't have to do anything more than understand and kind of internalize what that groove is. You can do it by clapping along, by listening, by tapping your feet or just feeling it inside of you. Yeah. That's enough. But it actually can come out because your spacing is right. And then you did a few. You know, yeah. little little flourishes. Yeah. But even when they're not there. So on the four, of course, you know, we've got the chance to actually play that. But when you're playing the two feel, especially anything kind of medium tempo and up, but even like walking ballad or two feel on a ballad, yeah. it's the same thing. You've got to feel the notes you're not playing, but not, yeah, we're not doing that. We know that. But... So like I I always like to to think about it as something physical to, as you get used to it. Of course you can you know you don't want to be like a nervous that. tick, but you know yeah. And then the listener as you playing that kind of thing, whether the drums are playing or not, or dang 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 dang, like the feel should be there. You you hear a great bass player walking a two feel, even if they're doing it on their own. When the drums come in, it already has that feeling. It just kind of solidifies. That's right. So let's talk a, a little bit about note choices here on the two feel. The first thing that I think of when I think about what are my most optimal note choices, what do bass players actually play? The flat second, right? Flat second is not right. That would oh, be that was so close though. No, but you know what I think you really want to start with is the triad. I think we want to mm-hmm. we want to be root bass, right? Remember, you're holding down the low end. So there's no reason to go away from the root. Yeah. But if we want to connect from roots to roots, like you 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 don't want to do too much of just like It's just all roots. It gets a little boring. What happened but, to the fat half notes, man? Why you got to make it sound bad, which, which are all roots? <laughs> oh, I can connect. It's still bad. <laughs> uh, so, but if we add in the third or the fifth, 
mm. as an option to kind of connect our roots, just those three notes on each chord, yeah. that gets us a long way. Check it out. One, two, three. Um. Right, so just using the notes of the triad. So here on a B flat blues on a B flat seven chord, just having B flat D and F as my available notes gets me almost as far as you need to go. Then you can start adding things like the seventh is yeah. a, is a ni- next good option. The flat second is way up there as far as my options go. I feel like, yeah. But yeah. I, I hear, I, what, I, just I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I hear yeah. what you're saying. So all right, so let's. This leads us to a good place in that. Yeah, we have these note choices, but what if we're doing? Oh, no, no. See, I'm you, not putting them together correctly. I'm using the notes you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not telling a story. When it. the chord changes, in general, <laughs> the root is your strongest option. Followed right. a little bit further back by the fifth right. is like the next strongest option. Followed yeah. a little bit further back by the third, in my opinion. Agreed. So I'm gonna I'm just going to shift a little bit here, still on the two field, to all the things you are, mm-hmm. away from the blues, just to show that it's yeah, kind yeah. of the same thing. And now we want to start setting ourselves up for success on that walking four by thinking about the root in the fifth and maybe the third, seventh, um, but starting to think melodically because a bass line is always a melody. We, we, we don't want to forget that. So you want to tell right. you a little story. So if we look at... doing some chromatic approaches from chromatic, above yeah. or below which is totally uh, acceptable legal. yeah legal. So it's legal in most states just please that's right no yeah. that's a great that's a great strategy to deploy though is some kind of chromatic approach always sounds good from above, above or below right absolutely yeah. and so then you know um if you think about like a rhythm change or something that typically you play a little faster still with the two field you can almost go all root yeah, rhythm changes, you can go all roots, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, and it works. Root or fifth, too, can work really well. Yeah. yeah. And then when you're adding in your step in notes, and this is going to take us right to the walking four, we're connecting the dots, right? So, yeah. This is where you can kind of evolve from the two field to the four field, is this idea of connecting the dots. So if yep. we go back to, like, all the things you are. Right, doing these little... quarter notes in so and I'm just literally doing diatonic scales or chromatic approaches quarter notes leading up to like two quarter notes before our target right right and then you can practice just keeping it going right now you have a walking bass We got a lot of bass lines to go through. So if we go from F minor to B flat, whereas with the with the two foot, not a point. Five, one. Here we can go. 
So in connecting the dots, we, we want to usually avoid as. So we got added one chromatic so that we get there on the one. Or you could rhythm. go above. Yeah. Or, or diatonically. Yeah, yeah. Totally. But not too many times in a row. No, no. And then once you once you're walking here, now we actually repeating some notes, doing some Ray Brownisms. Yeah, especially if you go. Like if you're up high, yeah, then yeah. If, when when you go high and then you go low, <laughs> yeah, stay yeah. low and then walk your way up. Yeah. You, know? you go high and you go low. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this really brings us to I think an important point is if you want to learn great bass lines, here we go. Don't just listen to a couple of knuckleheads like us. Please. But thank you for being here. Yeah. If you're getting some out of this, like and subscribe. Hey. What? But, but learn some bass lines. Bass lines are right. great to transcribe. Yeah. You mentioned Ray Brown. Transcribe some Ray Brown. Ray Brown. Paul you got Chambers. Paul Chambers, yeah. Percy Heath, Christian McBride, Ruben Rogers. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, or just read through some transcriptions because you'll start to see the inner logic. That's right. You know, because this we're keeping it somewhat basic, but but that whole thing. Get very creative with very simple concepts. So let's just recap what we have so far. So we have the two feel, which is a half note feel, big, beautiful half notes, yeah. right? We're going to lean on the root. Anytime the chord changes, like 90% of the time, you want it to be the root until you get a little more comfortable with adding in things like the fifth and the third, which brings us to our next point, the triad. The notes of the triad and yep. sometimes the seventh of the chord are kind of our most leaned on notes here. And then we could connect the dots using things like chromatic approaches, diatonic Scaler. approaches, yeah, scales, things yeah. like that, until we're up at a four feel, right? Yep. At, a, at a walking baseline feel. Yeah, and, and one thing, just to jump back real quick to the two field, um, we're not going to be able to obviously cover every way to play every kind of bass line, but no, let's do important it. <laughs> to, to be thinking about on your own is the different tempos. The general principles will stay the same, say, on a two field. Like if yeah. you're like, huh. like, one, like one, two, three, four. I'm sorry. One, <laughs> two, three, four. One, two. But you're going to have more eighth note triplets generally because right. you have more space for them so it's like at the slower tempos yeah and you can yeah you're gonna have a bit of a humpier right yeah. exactly and you're gonna hear those as you start to learn these and check out bass players totally just like if you were if you were playing a solo right like keep going like you're in that in that regard you're not um always going like you know, that's just not how we're soloing over no, that kind of stuff. No, like, you're, no bueno. Yeah, because you've got come that in, space in there. So space. it's not that you have to do that all the time, but you want to learn that and kind of introduce that to your, your baseline repertoire slowly if, if, if you're new to this. Some A couple of advanced things that you might consider as you, uh, if you're a more advanced player or you're getting more into this, are just some little ghost notes. And this is something you can take by transcribing bass players too. So again, if we're doing this like... Like having these, just it doesn't it doesn't actually matter what the note is. Like yeah. bass players will often use like an open string to just ghost something. Yep. So like, like just that little. Yep, a little grace note, a little ghost note, a little, little grace note. note. It could be it could be a E if you want to get real authentico with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Dun, just, yeah. But a little grace note can can add a lot of feel to what you're doing. And then some spicketadoos, you know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of thing. Just down an arpeggio essentially. So yep. like again. 
that's just an E flat triad. Yep. Assuming the bass player has an orchestral extension on his bass. <laughs> right. If not, do not go below the E. It's not allowed. Yeah, and I mean things you can do too um, with the if you are, when you go down to arpeggio. That's kind of like just a straight. But you've also got that's a that's good right. one. You know, augmented. Augmented. Or, you know, sharp eleven kind right. of. You could also. You could do a little chromatic thing before the lowest note, so, right? Nice. A little above, a little above above action. Totally. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, two feel, four feel. Let's talk about some other kinds of bass lines, because I always like to- I always swing. I don't do anything. Oh, you're you're so traditional. It's a traditionalist. I don't don't really care about the other feels. (laughs) But I like to think about other feels- really in line all of these together because they're so connected, especially as far as bass lines. It's just different techniques. So if you think about something like like a funk groove and what's the most iconic, one of the most iconic Chameleon. I thought you were gonna do Kenny G's songbird. Okay, no this is good too though. <laughs> or like two feet. I mean okay, it doesn't oh, work go. great, but you know what I'm saying. No. Well, but but it's there. It's the same thing. Kind yeah, of, yeah. You know. So with funk bass lines, uh, the th- other similarities are that, like when we play solo piano with a two feel or four feel, we we don't we want to learn how to play them, but we want to learn how to leave them and come back into them because we don't want to be saddled with only doing that. Yeah. For a whole type of thing. Same with the funk bass line. So, but first you've got to really get it right. Well, yeah, the funk bass line. You're gonna want to spend some time locking it in. Just like you were a bass player in a funk band. Right. That's got to feel good first. And a lot of these funk bass lines are based upon subdivisions as opposed to like an eighth note triplet to actual sixteenth notes. So if you think about boo doo boo and so all the syncopations are, not all of them, but many of them are lying within that subdivision that are sixteenth notes. So you've got so the up is on the up of the 16th, not on the up of the 8th or the, on yeah, the yeah. up of an 8th note triplet. And you want to nail it, because a lot of times people play this and they're like, especially when they play it on piano, they're like... Oh, that's the worst. How bad does that feel? Well, here's a, here's another advantage if you subdivide that 16th note, like... When you do that, now you're getting ahead of the game, right? Because now when you want to add stuff to the bass line, like whatever you add in there is going to be in that pocket, right? And it's what add anything to this one though? We don't really, but if you another one, we might no, no. But let's say you were putting some chords in there with it, right? Yeah. Having that sixteenth note subdivision. Now you're you're doing what drummers and bass players do, which is they do these subdivisions so that they can remain in the pocket the whole time. Don't be the cocktail pianist playing the, the chameleon. With bad with the bad time. I know. I was trying to do it. I I, I can't. I'm like, <laughs> you're just, you're like, I tried to play it, feeling terrible, but it didn't work. I couldn't actually do it. Actually. And look, on all these bass lines, the trick is to, you know, you know, in funk bass lines, walking forward, really any bass lines, they're great exercises to learn them and then improvise or play the melody over yeah. them for independence of the hands. Oh, absolutely. You know, if you can get to, so like right there, check that out. Uh, now the melody's on. That's one yeah, of the yeah, melodies. Yeah. Bink, 
Yep. That upbeat of the 16th note, the the end of the the Andy and of four. What would you call it? <laughs> the Andy and. So I hear the a lot of e people playing stuff like. No, it's not right. No, not what you did. What I did. No, yeah. I went. No, no, that's. So that's a great little exercise for independence of the hands. Yeah, these are great ones, Independence of the Hands, getting that kind of funk beat. Y'all got that. Y'all got that. What other grooves could we do? Well, let's do one more. Before we do, though, check out openstudiojazz.com for all of our courses. That's what we do around here. That's right. That's we right. Make, uh, we make jazz piano courses and other jazz courses. Check out the Piano Access Pass. Become a member today. It's easily the best value you can get for jazz education online. And Piano Access Pass is great because that gives you access to all of our piano courses, but I believe... Correct me if I'm wrong here. If that gives you access to fundamentals of jazz bass, Ooh, maybe it doesn't. No, I think it does. The piano access pass? Yeah. That's the all access That's the pass. all access yeah. pass. Piano access pass is only piano, only but piano. it's okay. We have okay. like dozens of piano yeah, yeah. courses. But yeah. if you want to go next level and upgrade to the all access pass, yeah. and you might think I'm not a bass player, but you're a bass line player, <laughs> play yeah, that's what you're here for. Right. Yeah, yeah. And Christian does some great concepts that can be applied yeah, to piano Yeah, fundamentals well. of jazz bass. At and, the piano, actually. And Ruben Rogers' jazz bass line basics, which yeah. is actually really great for, for second instruments. Um, so one secret little bass line thing we can do is something that I learned from our mutual friend, Romero Labombo, mm. and that is the actual way to play bossa nova bass lines. Ooh, right. Everybody knows that it's this. It's Except it's not. Right. Yeah. So the bossa nova, right? Brazilian, beautiful Brazilian style, one of the most popular styles of music yes. all over the world. Floating along the beach. And somewhere it. in the 60s, it got into circles and it got into those rhythm patches on home organs and digital <laughs> right. keyboards that Casio tone, Casio tone, Porta yeah, little perhaps. Casios and yeah. Porta sounds yeah. and Wurlitzer organs that this was it. Stop damaging our ears with that nonsense. Show them the way it goes. So the way it goes is, you know, this is all based around um, the interpretation of the samba on the acoustic guitar and slowed down in oh, the fifties in Brazil. Right. So, Talk about doing a little quiet nights. Oh, Would yeah, it work over there? Quiet notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quiet nights. So the the cool thing is, is it's a lot simpler than that. Wow. And it's a lot easier. Again, this is a two feel. This is big, beautiful half notes. Mm. All you want to do is use that root and that fifth for the most part. Or just the root and the root. Even more so than a two feel swing thing. You can just use roots. Yep. And it's kind of on the keyboard, it's, it's a little harder than on a piano or a guitar, but if you think about a little bit more emphasis on that second one, oh, maybe? Just slightly, yeah. And all well, your syncopation is in your right hand, That's really. right. So this is the important part that our friend Elio Alves, amazing Brazilian jazz pianist, also available on the piano access pass, by the way, 
uh, is is that that sick that that syncopation right that that uh, uh, all the syncopation all the sixteenth notes on there all in the right hand like Alia would even do things like. some dots here too you can do little quarter note things yeah. like on this yeah. but just simple half notes so great so great about that you know you're laying such a great foundation of the groove down even without guitar even without drums and even without you know and all that stuff it's literally i mean just i don't think you left the half note that whole time no i mean i've added a couple of quarter notes but you don't even have to do you can just stay on those roots you know romero did this whole whole lesson about you know sometimes on the guitar you just run out of real estate to do root five right so you could do this whole song just on like I mean you wouldn't want to perform it the whole way like this but this is the feel right and then when you add in some roots about it it's that as you're hearing what i'm kind of trying to do is like almost if i was playing with a guitarist mm-hmm. uh is that when that groove is being laid down as piano you can just go up here because the bass is taken care of we talk about the three zones yeah 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 you know you've got the the syncopation you know and you're doing a lot of you know active stuff with the eighth notes that frees things up for me to still play within the groove but floating above the groove so i'm in the groove but i'm floating above it in terms yeah, yeah. of rhythmically and then even some melodic things and stuff. It's a great feel for that. Good and it all stuff. starts at the bottom. It all starts at the bottom. Yeah. They go high, you we go, go low. low. Be the opposite of Michelle Obama in this regard. <laughs> That's right, right, right. Um, good. Well, there's a lot more we can talk about bass. Maybe we'll do another episode yeah. if folks like this. I can't believe this is our first baseline episode. This is ridiculous. I, I mean, it's. But I think we've really, you know, set a foundation and a, and we've really set the framework and the base of, of something great to come later. You know. 